So this is day 14. Indeed. Excellent. The penultimate episode. Hi, everybody, and welcome back to the Heaven Podcast. It's day 14, uh, the penultimate of our planned episodes for the Heaven Podcast. Maybe some bonus content later, but uh, we're into uh, the last couple of episodes of what we plan to do. So uh, I'm joined by Becky. Say hi, Becky. Hello. (laughs) Great to have you with us uh, today. And uh, we've been really loving sharing with you over the last 14 days uh, some thoughts about what Heaven is going to be like and then kind of these last few days, we've been talking about, well, look, how do we get to heaven? Who's going to get to heaven? Uh, is it about being good or is it about something different? And uh, yesterday we were talking about how actually we can't earn our way into heaven in uh, episode 13. We're going to kind of pick up on that a little bit more uh, today as we talk about uh, how we get to heaven. Mm. So, Becky, where are we headed today in terms of our um, Bible passage? Yeah, so today we are back with one of the accounts of Jesus' life. So sometimes we're in accounts of Jesus' life and sometimes we've been talking about uh, things that were written after Jesus, letters that were written after Jesus, or even things that were written before. But today we're with um, back with the eyewitness John. And John was one of Jesus's Uh, disciples. In fact, he was one of Jesus's most trusted disciples, if you like. He was almost in Jesus's inner inner circle. And um, John uh, shared his accounts and his stories of what he had experienced of of walking alongside Jesus and being with Jesus right up to his death. And um, Jesus's subsequent resurrection is, of course, the reason why John decided this story was worth sharing. Um, So we are going today to a passage towards the end of the Gospel of John where um, Jesus is with his disciples just before he's about to be tried and executed. And Jesus knows that this is coming and he's beginning to alert his guys to the fact that this is what's about to play out. And um, obviously, as Jesus begins to enlighten them to the fact that this is about to happen, they are becoming more and more concerned as they listen to him. Um, that bad things are about to happen and um, that leads straight into what Jesus says to his guys um, as we go into this passage so do you want to pick up in John chapter 14 yes so I'm going to read John chapter 14 verses 1 to 6 so Jesus says do not let your hearts be troubled you believe in God believe also in me my father's house has many rooms If that were not so, would I have told you that I am going there to prepare a place for you? And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come back and take you to be with me, that you also may be where I am. You know the way to the place where I am going. Thomas said to him, Lord, we don't know where you are going, so how can we know the way? Jesus answered, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Yeah. So this is um this is a passage that's often actually read out at funeral services, interestingly, because of well, both the idea that Jesus is comforting uh, people, and in this case comforting his friends, do not let your hearts be troubled, but also that he's kind of talking about what is to come. So it's actually a very appropriate passage to to be read uh, there. Should we just dig into a couple of, of things before we kind of ask what's the key point of this? So I think, you, Becky, you've also all, all um, referenced already this do not let your hearts be troubled. So clearly, the disciples were anxious, worried, scared, 
um, frustrated, maybe angry about what was to come uh, when they heard in the previous chapter, you can go back and read this, they heard Jesus talking about what was awaiting him. And naturally, the disciples were were feeling really um, anxious about that, troubled about that. So that was a kind of an important uh, thing for him to be um, addressing, I guess. Yeah. And then... So Jesus comforts them with the words, my father's house has many rooms. If that were not so, would I have told you that I'm going there to prepare a place for you? Um, is that a metaphor? Is that literal? What's Jesus referring to there? Yeah, well, I think there's a, a couple of really important things there for un us to understand. So my father's house, the only other times Jesus talks about the father's house, he's talking about the temple. Um, uh, in the Jewish faith, that that place where uh, the Jewish uh, faith believed that heaven and earth were kind of joined together. So that that's something really important that we might come back to. And then the word for rooms here is is kind of important. So the um, original text would have been in Greek, and that word for rooms kind of doesn't really mean like a, a physical place. It means a sense of home. And um, I'm reminded whenever I read this passage of a, of a movie that, that came out in um, 1998, I think. It was called Patch Adams. And it was the true story of an American doctor who qualified to, or he's a student. I think he was a medical student called Patch Adams. And he, he wanted uh, to practice medicine in a different way. He wanted it to be much more holistic than was the case in those days. And there's a bit right at the beginning of the movie, he's on a bus and he's traveling back to the place he grew up and there's this kind of monologue about home and what is home and a sense of a place of belonging and all that kind of stuff and I'm always reminded when I read this of that monologue at the beginning of that movie is this kind of he's on this this coach journey and it's that sense more it's that sense of of home not necessarily as a physical place but as a place where we belong where we feel comfortable all those positive things that we would think of when we think about home does that make sense yeah it does mm. yeah yeah um so i think there are a couple of really important things for us just to have in our minds as we move on to the question of well what's the point of all of this then so when you read this becky what what comes over to you as the kind of point of these verses yeah so I think the point, one of the good ways of unpacking what's the point is what are the events that have kind of given rise to this being shared and why is Jesus picking this moment to to say these things? And I think a big part of what Jesus is doing here is comforting his disciples about their anxieties, about what's going to happen and specifically where Jesus is headed. Mm. And, and the point that Jesus is making is that firstly... Um, I'm headed somewhere on purpose. So it's not like an anxiety that. about, um, oh, you know, I'm not really sure what's going to happen next, but like, let's just hope that it's going to be fine. He's saying he's being very intentional about the fact that what is about to happen, even though it's going to look very bad, is actually something that's intended, that he is headed somewhere on purpose, that he is going to be with his father and he's reassuring them that he's going to come back for them. So their anxieties about being left behind, being left alone, maybe they're scared about not being, maybe they've de derived a lot of security from their relationship with Jesus, um, a lot of purpose. He's saying, none of that's going to go away. I'm going to restore all of that for you. Um, and then he ultimately concludes this with Thomas's, and Thomas is such a great character in the New Testament. He's 
unfairly perhaps referred to as doubting Thomas because he he sometimes has more questions, but I think he actually just vocalizes questions that are probably on everyone's minds. Yes. And Thomas here says to Jesus, we don't know where you're going, so how can we know the way? And Jesus says, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. In other words, I'm the person to look to for where you're ultimately headed and I'm the person to follow to get there, to, to get to somewhere good. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, completely agree. And I love that uh, the reference you made to purpose there, that Jesus is um, doing doing this on purpose, has a has a, a plan. Um, yeah, so I, I agree with you completely. It seems to me that the first four, uh, three or four verses that we read give this picture of what's to come, this kind of comforting, hope-filled picture of what's to come. And then the last couple of verses that we read about, well, okay, how, how do we get there then? Thomas asking the question that we'd all ask, oh, well, if heaven is like this amazing home that's been prepared for us, that where we feel like we belong, all of that kind of stuff, logical question is, well, how do we get there then? And Jesus says, as we talked a lot about yesterday and have talked a lot about on this podcast, it's through him. Through him is the way that uh, we get to to that guarantee of going home and and being home uh, with Jesus. But I think I think the other thing, and um, uh, N.T. Wright in his commentary on these um, verses makes this this point, which I think is a really important one. That the fact that Jesus uses the words "Father's house" is really important because again, he is alluding to that time where heaven and earth are joined together. Right. So not that kind of know pie in the sky kind of stuff that that we've so often been sort of given that picture of of heaven and earth. this is still in that context of what heaven is going to be like ultimately heaven and earth being uh, united earth being recreated into um, the perfect um, thing that it's supposed to be so that joining of heaven and earth is still really important here um, and uh, th- that's the uh, the picture of heaven that uh, Jesus is is pointing out to here, and that's much more explicitly referenced in other uh, places that we've talked about right. already on this podcast. Okay. Yeah, 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 that makes sense. I, I mean, we have covered this ground already in this podcast, but it's so worth going back over with this passage in front of us that the way that Jesus, I mean, Jesus is facing his own death as he says these words. And to look in the face of death and say, um, by the way, not only am I going somewhere on purpose to prepare a place for you, I will come back and take you to be with me that you also may be where I am. So um, I love, uh, someone was sharing with me the other day, they've been reading a book by a guy called Philip Yancey, oh, who yeah. wrote a very famous book called What's So Amazing About Grace and mm. has written many more. And he was talking about um, what Jesus has achieved through the resurrection as the reversing of the irreversible and he talks about that feeling that we get you know when you do something really stupid or you make a mistake or you break something and you just wish don't you oh I wish I could go back Mm. I wish I could go back five minutes and redo that moment have you ever had a moment like that all the time so many and um and when bigger things happen don't we think oh my goodness if only we could turn back the clock to yesterday and change how that happened and it's like when Jesus comes back from the dead, it is the fi- it's the that final piece that what is what feels totally irreversible is reversible. 
and he's reassuring them that something's about to happen that's going to look totally irreversible and all of you are going to be kicking yourselves like, oh, if only we hadn't come to Jerusalem, if only, you know, we'd done this differently. And he's saying, no, that's going to be reversible. I'm actually going to come back and I'm going to make that the reality of death reversible in your life as well. That's brilliant. Yeah, I really love that. So if those if those are the kind of the key points that Jesus is trying to make, what's the the difference then? What what differences can it make to us? Yeah, yeah. I think the difference um that it's making for the guys as they listen to Jesus and the difference it makes to us is um that reassurance again from Jesus and if I go and prepare a place for you, he says, and I will come back and take you to be with me. Um, that he is going to save a seat for us in heaven, that he's securing a place for us. Um, and that because he's saving a seat for us, we can be sure that it's that it's there for us when we get there. Um, and uh, that's not a job that Jesus is going to fall asleep on. Like, <laughs> he's not like, oh, I'll save you a seat. You know, who? how many of us have had friends who had said, oh, I'll save you a seat and then forgotten about it? Um, but not Jesus. He's he's giving them total assurance. I've got a place for you, and I'm going to save that seat for you. Um, what Brilliant. about what do you see yeah, as the difference well, for this? Th there's a hope in this. I think um, you know the hope. Um, there's so much in here about what heaven is going to be like, and um, um, that that idea of home, the place where Jesus is, intimate uh, relationship with Him, and that kind of stuff. So for me, the difference is is that that hope. Uh, that that offers for what is to come um and then and then that i am the way the truth and the life stuff it just for me that I mean, just keeps saying it's all about jesus it's all about jesus it's all about jesus that he is the foundation of the christian faith you know there is other stuff involved in the christian faith which is mysterious to us sometimes questions we might have doubts we might have confusions we might have um and i just kind of keep coming back to but that's not the foundation of it all and we can debate you know more obscure theological things we can debate the big questions that we have you know all that kind of stuff but none of that is the reason why i'm a jesus follower uh, it's because it's all about jesus so um yeah i it's lovely to have all those debates and becky you know me a, li a little bit i i would spend hours talking about all that kind of stuff and having those kind of conversations they're yeah. great conversations but but i think sometimes we can give the impression that you've got to have all that stuff sorted um, before you you are a proper, in quotes, I'm making quotation marks with my fingers, before you're a proper kind of Christian or you, you're you ready to start your journey of faith. And that's such a, that's a nonsense, actually. Jesus just says, no, that's not what it's about. It's, to, it's about him. So let's go first to him. And then we can have all the other debates and questions. That's okay. But make sure we're rooting those first and foremost in, in Jesus. This passage begins with that don't let your hearts mm, be troubled mm. and i'm just wondering now if that's um there's something at the root of this passage that really speaks to some of our deepest anxieties fears worries things that make us feel insecure of um you know is there a place for me do i belong anywhere am i here for a purpose um is my life headed somewhere good and G jesus with this promise of I am going to prepare a place for you, for you, and I will come back and get you, and you will always be with me where I am. That addresses so many of the things that are at the heart of anxiety, doesn't it? Yeah. Because it addresses the fear of being alone, the fearing of 
the fear of being left, the fear of not being safe and not being not heading in a, to a good place of not having anywhere that we belong of of our existence not being for a purpose of yeah. you know all those things that are right at the you know we might not have dug deep enough to actually find that but often i think those are at the bottom of our fears and our anxieties yes. and our insecurities is feeling that we're alone and adrift in the world and jesus is saying you are not alone and adrift in this world i am securing a place for you and i'm going to come back and take you 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 haven't got to find your way through this confusion by yourself yeah yeah and don't let your hearts be troubled mm, mm, it's good really good so our tweets then we we've been trying to do this thing where we're trying to summarize um here, here's mine here's my go at, at this for today heaven is going to be the most amazing home but the only way there is jesus mm, mm, yeah yeah can't argue with that <laughs> yeah yeah, I, I, uh, I, I've been thinking um, along these lines of these, this question we're thinking about in this final week of like, how do I actually get to heaven? Um, and, and specifically the, the anxiety that Jesus is addressing in this passage and our own anxieties about like, will I make it? Will I make, mm -hmm. will I make it to heaven? Um, and uh, I've gone for, if you know who's saving you a seat, you don't stress out about making it to the party. Oh, but I like that. So. That's right up there with one of the <laughs> one of the best tweets of the fourteen days so far. I really like that. <laughs> <laughs> Say that again, then. That's great. If you know who's saving you a seat, you don't stress out about making it to the party. And that's true, isn't it? If we know that, if we do know that we have a trusted friend who's holding our place somewhere, we don't worry. You know, if we're like things happen and we're running behind or whatever, we don't worry. We know they've got a place for me. See, I wish I'd asked you to go first because you're one so much better. <laughs> if you've gone first Chris. with that one, I've gone, yeah, yeah, I really agree with that, Becky. That's brilliant. <laughs> Great. So what's what's next for people then if they want to um, take a what's next out of today? Mm, mm. I think... Um, Again, I think some of these ones in this final week are are a lot about our mindsets and our attitudes towards um, how we think about our place in heaven mm. and particularly our, our need to feel like we need to earn that and make sure we've got it secured for ourselves. And I think I'd just encourage anyone listening to this to really consider your own beliefs about your place in heaven and um, and whether you are you might be questioning your place you might occasionally question like you know am i am i doing the right things like maybe your faith has been drifting recently or you've you've made some big mistakes or whatever um what if you focus today on the fact that jesus's promise is that he will save you a seat um and how do you um again that transfer of trust you talked about in a previous episode how can you transfer your trust to Jesus today to save you a seat rather than to um, sort it out for yourself? Yeah. What about you, Chris? Have yeah. You well, do you know, I just want to reiterate yesterday's what's next, actually, which is this habit. And I, I just I think I'd, I really want to do this in, in my own life. Just uh, every day waking up. Thank you, Jesus. You're you've made a way. There's this promise of, of home, uh, of heaven that awaits me. Help me to live in the light of that today. So I, I think um, um, my what's next is just to keep building that habit into our lives, really. And this this uh, passage that we've read today, these words of Jesus, just reiterate that to me. So Yeah, that's really good. good. 
Thank you, Chris. Great. Well, thank you, everybody. Thanks for joining us. Becky's off to watch Patch Adams because she's never seen it. So, so she's she's off to do that. Uh, thanks for joining us today for day 14. One more day to go uh, tomorrow. So really hope you'll uh, join us then for the last part of the Heaven podcast. Thanks, everybody. Thanks, Becky. Thank you. Thank you.